Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. We talked last time about how the summer months can be a great time to give focused effort in habit training, even if you're taking the time off from schoolwork, especially if you're taking that time off from schoolwork. When you don't have lessons to prepare and complete, you can invest your time and energy in habit training. You actually have more time during summer break to work on good habits, so take advantage of that time. If you're not sure where to begin, I recommend starting with the habit of attention. Listen to last week's episode for 10 tips on that habit, along with a couple of pieces of friendly advice. Once you see progress in that habit of full attention, I would encourage you to work on the habit of best effort. Those two habits will make a huge difference in your home school. But remember, we work on one habit at a time. So focus a few weeks on the habit of attention using the 10 ideas that I gave last time, and then shift your focus to the habit of best effort. Keep an eye on full attention. Don't give up on it or slack off. But once you have some good momentum on it, Make sure it continues and strengthens even as you begin to work on best effort. And here are nine practical tips for working on the habit of best effort during the summer months. Number one, motivate with living examples. Just as we talked about with the habit of attention, examine your own life first. Ask yourself, do I put forth my best effort in the home? even on tasks that I don't like to do or don't want to do? Oh, that can be a convicting question, but it's an important one. Your example in this habit, day in and day out, will have a powerful effect on your children. Tip two, start small. Just as we start with a short amount of time to establish a habit of attention, start with a small project to encourage the habit of best effort. Rather than do your best as we clean out the whole garage, start with a smaller task, one that will require the child's best effort for a shorter time, maybe cleaning out the silverware drawer or cleaning the bathroom mirror. See, a lot of the hurdle between you and giving your best effort It depends on how difficult you perceive that task to be. If the task doesn't seem too hard, then it's easier to jump over that lower hurdle and get started. Once you've started, you'll probably be pleasantly surprised at how short of a time it takes to finish. Tip three, break a large task down into itty bitty pieces. And this kind of goes along with the previous tip. You can select a task that is quick, or you can take a larger task and break it into little pieces that can be accomplished in short spurts of best effort. So if you're going to clean out that garage, maybe take a few minutes to pull all the stuff off of one set of shelves and pile it in the middle of the floor. That's it. You gave best effort for a short time. Well done. And then maybe that afternoon or the next day, you're going to sort that pile into put away, give away, sell, and trash categories. 
or just set the timer for 15 minutes and give it your best effort until the timer dings. Either way, smaller tasks will be your friend to get the habit of best effort going. Tip four, have the child help evaluate whether he did his best effort. Rather than your evaluating his effort or criticizing according to your perception, allow the child to contribute to that discussion. Maybe he had a headache and actually did give his best effort in that moment. Encourage honest appraisals and candid dialogue, but don't let the children start criticizing or accusing each other. Each person needs to learn to judge his own actions and habits. Tip 5. Make the atmosphere as pleasant as possible. A lot of the habit of best effort is dependent on your attitude. So try to make that hurdle as low as possible while you're trying to get this habit established. Try to set your child up for success. You could play fun music while he's working, have snacks ready. You could play verbal games together as you work, if it won't distract from the job. And that's another reason you want to make sure the habit of attention is in place first. So for example, you could play 20 questions or I'm going on vacation and I'm taking an apple, a bulldog, a car, etc. Or you could play verbal math games if your child would enjoy that. Buzz is a math game. You count together, taking turns to give the next number. One, two, three, four, five, six. Every time someone is about to say a multiple of seven, he must say buzz instead. Or you could read an exciting living book aloud to everybody, or listen to an audiobook as you are working. A pleasant atmosphere helps to keep energy levels high, and it's easier to give your best effort when your energy level is high. Tip 6. Work toward a goal. Plan a fun activity to do together if the job is done by a certain time and done well. If that goal is not met, the natural consequence is that activity can't be done together. Now, this one can be tough if you're looking forward to that activity or if you know one of your children has his heart set on it. It's hard to follow through sometimes. But you're going to have to be willing to forego and deal with the disappointment of missing the activity if that's what is needed to motivate your child in this habit. Which is more important, enjoying a temporary activity or instilling a permanent habit of best effort in your child's life? Tip 7. Make sure everyone's getting enough sleep. Tasks can seem more difficult when you are fatigued. It's simply harder to feel energized to put forth your best effort when you're tired. And in this area, too, keep an eye on electronic devices. We talked last time about how electronic devices can reduce a person's attention span. Well, if your teen is going to bed at a decent hour, but lying there using a tablet, it's going to affect the amount of sleep he's getting, too. It's easier to give your best effort when you feel rested. Adequate sleep 
fuels best effort. Tip number eight, read motivational books. Read biographies about people who continually gave their best effort despite difficult circumstances. Read about Jim Abbott, for example, who was born without a right hand, but he worked hard enough to become a major league pitcher with the New York Yankees. You'll also find helpful stories and activities in laying down the rails for children. For both of the habits we've been talking about, actually, attention and best effort, plus about 50 other habits. And tip number nine, work with others. Arrange to spend time with people you know who have this habit in place. Do you have a friend who always seems to do his best in any task? See if you can get together with that person as a family and do some kind of service project together. Let your child see that person in action. Your friend's example in real life can be a powerful motivator. Perhaps most importantly, if you're going to work on a habit this summer, then work on it full-time. Expect best effort, or full attention, every time. You can't form habits half-heartedly or sporadically. Habit is formed by repetition, and it's formed quickest by repetition without any lapses. Think of it this way. What your child repeatedly does, he will repeatedly do. So if you want to change what he will do, you've got to focus on what he does right now, every time. You will need to make habit training a top priority. I know, it may seem like a lot of extra effort, but let me encourage you with this insight from Charlotte Mason. She was so wise. She said, there are few parents who would not labor diligently if for every month's labor they were able to endow one of their children with a large sum of money. But in a month, a parent may begin to form a habit in his child of such value that money is a bagatelle by comparison. Parents and Children, page 173. If we were working for a money prize, how much effort would we put into this task? Yet these habits are more valuable than money. Do you believe that? If so, then purpose to give dedicated time and energy this summer to getting the habits of full attention and best effort firmly established. Will they be perfect when fall arrives? Probably not but they will be better established than they were before. And you will enter the next year of school with greater momentum in those vital practices that bring you smooth and easy days. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to the video version of this podcast or read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. All of those links will be in the notes, along with links to any resources that I mentioned. By the way, did you know that you can tell Siri or your Echo or Google device to play the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast? Give it a try. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time. <music>